Hey girl, hey! How do I cope without alcohol? That's the big question. Well, in episode 55, I shared many ways that others and myself chose to cope in the early days of drinking, right? That was more specifically that first month of getting it out of your system, kind of you're kind of like feeling weird and wonky and what's happening because you're changing things up and you need something to sort of help with. They can be super helpful. But when do we stop and what's next? Well, let's talk about it. Hey, sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. So first, let me disclaimer and say, by no means am I communicating that we should be and must be and are perfect. I understand that there are probably some Enneagram ones on here that are seeking perfection because that's how you're wired. So hear me now, sunshine, that that is not the deal. This is just a guideline, and this is kind of the process of the healing that comes after the initial removing the alcohol that I want to talk about today. And do I still, quote-unquote, cope with um, chocolate, maybe, or watching some TV shows because I'm feeling a little bit, like, head crazy and I need to just kind of check out? Absolutely. But it's very sparse. I would say the word is. I sprinkle it in here or there, and I'm not actually coping per se with it. And so I want to give you the freedom to, to hear that today and go, you know what? If you feel like having a Friday night of pizza and watching TV, fine. Or if you're having a lazy day, fine. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is when we begin to remove alcohol in the beginning stages, like I said, back in episode 55, there are different ways that people recommend it. And a lot of those ways are super healthy, whether it's movement, going outside, some yoga, rest, reading, all these things are great. And, and most all of these, we want to continue taking into our future and customizing our day, right? We want to create our life so that it is joyful and that we have a rhythm and it's the life that we want to live that we're showing up and being who we want to be and reading and sunshine and yoga is a huge part of that so but the question is how do we know when something has taken the place of drinking like something that we're like okay well we quit drinking but now we're realizing uh oh i'm doing this instead 
well, how long? How long can we gauge it, you know? I don't want to eat ice cream forever. So I think that's where it kind of comes because I just don't believe that any of this is a switch and that it is or a magic pill, so we call it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's just a process. I believe it's just a process and our process looks different. So your season may be longer than mine. It may be shorter than mine. It's going to be different. So how can we make sure that we don't switch to something else to fill that space and numb the emotion? Because that's basically what's going on is coping is coping with some sort of uh, pressure or emotion that we're feeling and we need to, I mean, coping is I mean, we have to learn how to do that. I mean, you can't keep spinning out and just like letting all the, you know, I just think of cortisol and how much it raises in our bodies and, and how it can really cause harmful effects. So coping is part of a healing process. So how do I learn to feel my feelings and do the work? It is, like I said, a process. And it is very, very rare that someone under the control or the stronghold of alcohol can just magically remove it and everything just falls into place. And they're happy and they're joyful and they don't have to do any inner work and they don't have to like journal or seek uh, gratitude thoughts or change their mindset or reconnect relationships or any of that. Now, if that is you or you know someone that has claimed that there is that such a switch, please, please let me know. I would love to meet them. But that's how serious I'm being. I don't believe that that's possible. I believe that, yes, there are um, stories of quote-unquote instant sobriety, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, I think that is just happens to come to a place where people are like, bam, this is it. We're moving on. But I still believe there are just key pieces to the work and the growth that must take place and the healing for us to really, really step into our future, right? So I feel like this next phase is the best part and possibly the longest, but so, so worth it. So what if we ask the question a different way? What if we said, how can I cope God's way. Well, what does that mean? I believe that we were born with a God-sized space in our chest. Okay? We were created by Him. He knit us together. He knew us even before He created us within the womb. And yet, He still gives us a choice to choose that relationship with Him. So, I believe that's where that emptiness comes from, that we have spent years at some point seeking and I know I, I spent many seasons even though I know and I believe that once you come into a relationship with Jesus that it's sealed it's sealed forever nobody can take it away if it's real and you have that true experience of accepting him and that relationship with him it's real but I also know that there are seasons where we can allow sin to come in which will affect us from our relationship with God, our relationship with others. And for me, it was just different seasons in my life where I was choosing. I was choosing control. I was choosing to like just deal with it on my own. There were times where it was more of like, I'm just running. Like I've talked about this before. Like he never left. 
I was always feeling some form of conviction, but yet I just chose. But I know that there is this place that we're trying to fill in our lives and we can only fill it. If it's a God-sized hole in a space that he created, then he's the only one that can fill it. So no matter what we do, what we choose to do, who we choose to be in relationship with, the substances we take, uh, food, anything is not going to fill that hole. And you can look and you can see this all around the world. Just take a glance at our culture right now. Take a glance on Facebook and look for this evidence. It's out there. So this is the daily process. How does it work? Well, first of all, I got to know, first of all, that his word is available to me, the Bible, that the Bible is truth. And I encourage you, if you're really not sure and that, you know, you hope it's true, but you're really not sure because you really haven't been taught how to like look into it or maybe there's been some issues in the past in church or relationally that has affected you, then let me just tell you, investigate, ask him about it. I mean, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? You make a new decision on whether you believe it or not. Like investigate, find out, just start asking questions. Ask uh, people you know who do believe it, what they think about it. Um, beware, though. Let me just put this in quotations. Beware of people who are... Um, gosh, this is so tough. So, um, if you notice, this is totally derailing from my outline, y'all. But I have to just share this with you because I got on this subject. Like, I am a Christian, But if you notice, I don't say that word a lot because it has really gotten a bad name-ish. It can have. Because I think there's a lot of people saying they're labeling and they're identifying as that, but yet they're not good people. (laughs) They're judging and they're holier than thou and they're criticizing. And then what they're speaking is just not truth. Because I'm just going to tell you, if that's who you've had experience with, Oh, honey, please seek on your own and find people who are kind and merciful and generous. And like, just ask me, I'm just a normal person who has grown up in forms of that legalistic kind of uh, attitude, whether it been leaders in my life or teaching that I heard that I went on about my way with some darkness seasons and choosing, like I said, to run. But then i I came back because I investigated. I decided as an adult, this is it. I truly do want to turn my life over to him because he he knows everything and he's got a plan for me. So how does that relate to coping? Well, it's because when I start to know him, I begin to know who I am in him. I can't know my true identity, like I can discover the things I like and what I enjoy and what fuels me, what depletes me. We can do the Enneagram, which the Enneagram is super cool. And I love to use it as in relation to what God says, because there's an awesome, awesome teacher out there who teaches that. So there's ways to kind of know about us, but to really know who we are, we really need to know who he is because he's the one that made us, right? So I want to learn more and I want to read more and I want to um, trust that he does have control and he wants what's best for me. 
because I'm a control freak and I'm going to mess things up. And so I want to know that I can trust that he's in control so that I choose to let it go because it's still my choice. That's the, that's the beauty in all this. It's your choice. And I know he has what's best for me because it goes back to what I said in the beginning. I believe his word is true. And he says it. He says that he has plans for my future, that it's for hope and to prosper me and take care of me and that all things work out for those who love him. And I believe that even when I'm in a season or I'm in the, I see evidence all around me, I'm like, where are you? Why is this, why is this not going the way that I think it should? Because I can't see all the evidence that's happening. I don't have the sky view. I don't have the sky view of what's going on. So I know I have to believe it. Then I want to learn to love my body so that I care for it. That looks like movement, sleep, healthy food, water, lots and lots of water. Okay. Well, how does all this matter? Because when I'm in, in God's word or doing some sort of devotional, first of all, if it's overwhelming to you, cause I'm, I'm going to just back up. If you have not had any experience in reading the Bible or having any sort of like idea what that's about, don't just go open the Bible. Now, obviously he can do anything he wants to do. You could understand it, but it's very, it can be very tricky. That's like going and reading like a, some historical novel, right? That, um, it's sometimes we just may not get it. But what I want to tell you is there's ways to get into it in a more understanding way. And I can help you do that. I might even do a series in the Facebook group soon because I feel like this will be super helpful because this has helped me because I used to look at people and like teachers and leaders, especially back in the day when I wasn't as strong in my faith as I am now. And I would just be like, Oh, I wish I had what they had. I wish I had that desire to, to, to have the quiet time and, quote unquote, hear from him and like, but I didn't think that that was attainable because I didn't know how. Well, the how is a little different once again for all of us in this journey and all the journeys that we take. It's just taking one step at a time, even though we don't see the how. Sometimes we miss out on opportunity and we miss out on success in whatever it is we're seeking because we're too afraid to even take the first step because we've got to know how we want to know how well the best thing to how is just starting taking the action reading out of curiosity and just being like all right here i am reading this i want to hear it show me what it means uh help me understand it and um just be open just be open to it. And the fact that we may, we have our bodies, right? Like he gave us our bodies and our bodies are called a temple. Well, a temple is a sacred place. Our bodies could be called body, house, housing, place. It could be called anything, but it's temple. So that just tells me that it's super important that I care for my body and I treat my body well. And honestly, I'm at almost 46 and let me just tell you, this, ever since removing alcohol and coming to my senses and growing in my faith and living this amazing life that I'm living now by choice, man, I only get one of these. This is my only body. This is a big deal. I'm going to take care of this thing. And <laughs> well, I want to live a really, really long time. So, and your next step would be, 
connecting with trusted friends to share and not keep your struggles deep inside. So how the heck does this relate to coping, Michelle? You started out talking about stuff you could do, ice cream, journaling, yoga, all these things. But at the end of the day, really how we learn to cope is by having a relationship with the one who can give us the most ultimate peace that we cannot absolutely find on our own. We may go for a little while and be okay, but you can look back at your life and see some of your rockiest times you felt the most hopeless and helpless and just wished there was a God to help you. And I'm telling you today that there is, and the safest coping way is to learn to trust Him, learn about Him, learn who He is so that you can start to learn who you are and why he even created you. Learn to love your body so that you can care for it and um, feel good and have the energy that you need. And then connect with community and friends, trusted friends or trusted coaches or therapists that you can really share your struggle with and not keep it inside. This is a process. Now, are there more tools and tactical ways to do this? Absolutely. And that's something that I can work with you with one-on-one in my coaching program is three months of one-on-one working directly with me. And you will be able to get all these types of tools and do some healing in relationships, just really work through the mind drama if you're still having that, and just reignite your faith so that you can really start to hear, really hear from him and design your life the way it's meant to be designed. And whether you choose to use a platform and share your story with other people, or if you just live your life out moving forward, leading your family, that's leaving a legacy and you're going to have an impact. Your family's watching you and loving you and You have sisters here too. We have a great community. So come on into the Set Free Sisterhood Facebook group if you're not already there and join the community, join the conversation. And I'm thankful for you and I hope this helped and I will see you soon. Until next time, stay blessed, ladies. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.